What's the most significant, you just messed with the wrong person, moment you've witnessed or experienced? I stopped in Reno overnight while moving across the country. Had everything I own in a little beater I bought for the trip. All night, I'm keeping an eye on the parking lot. There's a cop car in the lot. Sure enough, late that night, I see a shady guy walking slowly along the line of parked cars, scoping them out. To my surprise, he decides the cop car is the one he wants to break into. So he takes off his shirt, wraps it around his arm, and starts hitting the window with his forearm. I call the front desk and let them know what's going on. The lady says she's calling the cops. I tell her it's a cop car he's trying to break into and ask if there's a cop staying in the hotel. She says that she'll check. About 30 seconds later, a very angry man in his boxers thunders out of his room and tackles the dude. He messed with the wrong person. Why of all the cars would he decide that the cop car was the one to break into? That just sounds like a bad plan from the start. My father recently told me a story about this jerk who he works with driving trucks for different distributors. They have no smoking areas because of food productions and things like that, but this jerk decided to smoke there anyway, putting his butts out in a styrofoam cup. Anyway, after a while, his truck was loaded and he decided to just throw the cup out the window after getting his truck, when a man walked past and asked him calmly to pick up the cup and put it in the bin. To which this intellectual giant of a driver says, If it's so important, why don't you put it in the bin? Before driving off. Without making much of a reaction, he picked it up, walked to the bin, then makes his way back inside. When my father gets back to the main truck depot, he sees this driver getting yelled at by his boss. Turns out there was a conference being held with some overseas members of the company and the CEO. The CEO whom was told to pick up the cup. They instantly barred the driver from the site and all associated sites, and my father's boss had to jump through hoops to not lose the contract renewal. I can't imagine the level of ecstasy that CEO would have felt during the whole situation, knowing that this prick doesn't know who he is. When I was a senior in high school, I was at some house party. There was this chick named Rachel there, a notoriously crazy girl who was known for causing trouble anywhere she went. She was also a pretty big girl, maybe 5'9 with broad shoulders. Anyway, out of nowhere, she just starts screaming at another girl, Sarah, a shorter, skinny thing, who was honestly on the other side of the room doing absolutely nothing. Rachel gets up in her face, starts cussing her out, and pushing her multiple times, obviously just trying to start something for the heck of it. Rachel finally decides to throw a punch, and I kid you not, like a flash of lightning, Sarah just launches at Rachel, starts beating the crap out of her face, knocks her on her butt, and strongholds Rachel's hair and starts slamming her skull on the brick fireplace in the house. I think she must have knocked Rachel out for a minute, because Sarah decided she was done and just stood up and walked away. Turns out, Sarah's older sister was a competitive female boxer, and showed her a thing or two about fighting. Lesson learned, just because they're small doesn't mean they can't beat the crap out of you. There's this old, miserable-looking man with a nickel who seems to just ride the subway all day. The nickel man only seems to have one purpose in his life. He sticks out his hand with a nickel on his palm, and he just points it at you. It's like he's asking for you to look at his plain old nickel. He's like a reverse panhandler. One night, I was coming home drunk and saw the nickel guy. He was doing his usual rounds and he came to me. He stuck out his hand and, like usual, you just let him be. But I was tipsy, and I pulled the nickel out of his hand. 
Within seconds, he went from normal nickel guy to crazy rip your face off yelling angry gorilla man. Once I put it back, he became normal nickel guy again. I was mortified. The nickel's obviously very important to him. He just wants to show it off. One night during my junior year of high school, some of my buddies came by and asked if I wanted to go party with them. I didn't know the person throwing the party, but I said screw it and went with them anyway. It turned out to be one of the most surreal nights of my life. We got there and only knew a handful of people out of the 50 or so people that were there. There were a lot of people from different schools, so I knew that eventually something was going to happen. Soon after, one kid, we'll call him Ron, pulls out a piece and starts bragging about how his parents bought it for him and no one should mess with him. Then he starts pointing it at people to show off the laser sight on it. The guy throwing the party, we'll call him John, saw this and told him to stop pointing it at people. Ron said something like, screw off, don't tell me what to do, I do what I want. It got a little heated, but then it all seemed to get worked out and Ron put it away. About five minutes later, Ron had the piece out again and trying to be slick and prove he was a bad boy, pointed it right at John's back. When he did, John just happened to turn and saw Ron pointing it at him. I don't remember his exact words, but John said something to the effect of, Oh, you want to mess with me? I'll be right back. He started jogging to the house. We were in the front yard. And I told my friends, we need to leave. This is about to get crazy. While John was jogging to the house and while he was inside, Ron seemed confident at first. But then he realized he'd gotten himself in a terrible situation and started to walk quickly to his car. John was not far behind, however, with a much bigger piece of his own. Ron got to his car and got in, but he was blocked in and couldn't move. John walked up to the car and tapped on the window. Ron cracked the window about an inch and was crying, probably begging for his life. All while John calmly talked to him. I couldn't hear what was said, but I did hear John finally say, Stop crying, you look like a real wuss. He started to walk away, but then all of a sudden he stopped, turned around, and fired at Ron's face from about 8 to 10 feet away. We all thought for sure that we had just witnessed a murder and scattered like roaches when you turned the lights on. I remember looking back and seeing John calmly walking back into the house while everyone was running around him. That was what freaked me out the most, his calmness. Turns out Ron lived and John was charged with attempted murder and a few other things. Ron had reconstructive surgery to repair some of the damage, but he was badly disfigured. I don't remember if John was found guilty or not, but I do remember hearing that Ron won a settlement from John's family. He bought a new Cadillac and whatever else he wanted, but he was super depressed about his disfigured face and got hammered constantly. He died in a single car drunk driving accident not too long after. I'll never forget that night. That got insanely out of control. Those are not toys. You don't just wave them around. And you definitely don't use them unless it is absolutely necessary. I live in front of a hospital parking lot. Some guy in an expensive car cut in line. A lady in a van was super peeved and kept honking. He got out to calm her down. She got out, ripped off her wig, and started screaming and pointing at the cancer center entrance. He looked like he wet himself and got back in his car. Still stayed where he'd cut in line, though. 
My father and his brother, who were both 6'6", were riding in my uncle's tiny little Chevette, and a guy got road rage and chased them into a parking lot. You could almost see the guy fill his pants when they unfolded themselves out of the car. My dad always tells me this story of how you should never get out of your car after a road rage incident. My mom and him were driving to the city when another driver didn't give my dad the right of way. He almost crashed into my parents and my mom was pregnant at the time. So of course my dad was angry out of his mind. My dad, being a pretty big dude, wasn't exactly someone to mess with, but out of the little car that almost crashed into my parents, got a man that my dad described as a freaking giant. Dad quickly got back in the car and kept driving. He always gets embarrassed when he tells the story, because my mom still laughs at the face he made when that giant got out of his tiny car. Two drunk guys were bugging this local busker, trying to get him to fight them saying all sorts of racist stuff. The busker was black. The busker just lost it. Obviously, he had to deal with a ton of drunk jerks. He picked up his guitar and hit one of the drunk guys across the face with it. I called the police when I saw it, and later got called in to give evidence against the drunk guys, who got arrested, saying that they started it. I mean, hey, you got what you asked for. I was covering a hockey game as a sports reporter when I saw the single best retaliation of my life. In my state, if you're female and you want to play hockey with the boys, you can. Typically, the serious girl hockey players will play in these leagues because the girls only hockey leagues are kind of crap. There was this girl named Alex who I covered since she was a freshman, and she was really good. She'd played since she was a kid, was on some really good travel teams, competed in national camps, got a college scholarship for the sport, and played four years in college. Anyway, during her junior year, I'm covering an away game at this crappy arena, and her school is playing one of its rivals, so I know it's going to be a chippy game. It did not disappoint. This big tough boy notices she's a girl, or had played against her before, and spends the first two periods basically trying to intimidate her by checking her hard into the boards whenever she has the puck, and generally doing all the things you know someone is doing to antagonize you. Now, I've seen this girl play, and I know she isn't going to tolerate that, so I just sit and wait for the moment that she snaps. It comes in the third period. The jerk comes running full speed from one side of the ice to the other and gives her one of the worst cheap shot checks I've ever seen. She hits the boards hard, lands on the ice, and the crowd yells because the refs either didn't see it or didn't care, and the play breaks the other way, so everyone else is moving away from them. She doesn't miss a beat though. Calmly, I watch her pick herself up, and the jerk hockey player must have said something to her to cause her to snap, because she takes her helmet off and goes his way. At this point, I can tell he thinks he's going to dismiss this sweet little girl and tell her to play with dolls or something, but he never gets the chance. She socks him right in the jaw and starts beating the crap out of him. It was absolutely amazing. He must have had maybe 50 pounds on her, but she didn't care and beat his butt handily. And because the refs were on the other side of the ice, it took a little bit of time to break them up. She got ejected, he got ejected, but he sulked out of the arena knowing full well he got his butt kicked by a girl. It was phenomenal. Two kids about 11 years old were bullying this 9-year-old kid by instigating their little sister to go hit and kick him, with the threat that they would beat him up with a hockey stick if he retaliated. The poor 9-year-old pleaded with them to stop. But when they wouldn't, he charged the kid with the hockey stick, 
took it from him, chased them off, and threw the stick over the fence, then continued to saunter home. I witnessed this from about 50 feet away at age 13. It took place in about a minute, and while I was contemplating a way to help the kid out, he just took matters into his own hands like a G. That kid was not one to mess with. When I was about 10 or so, there was a cricket in my house that I shot with a nerf gun from a prone position. It dodged it, then jumped at me, and I got up in a panic so fast the gun flung from my hand into the kitchen, breaking a few glasses. I never messed with crickets again. Didn't you know? Crickets are vicious, dude. I was working in a sketchy part of Albuquerque when I realized a guy was following me through the parking lot. I started walking faster and so did he. I knew I wasn't going to get to my car before he reached me. So I took a knife out of my purse and turned around and shoved it in his face and yelled, I'm from Wisconsin, I can gut a deer. The dude took off and I got in my car shaking. That's a really scary moment. I'm glad you were able to defend yourself and got away safely. I lost it at a subway a while back. This story isn't about me losing it at a person myself, but I found someone who could and did. The subway I go to is inside a skating rink, and on this day, it was flooded with newly pubescent boys thinking that treating people like absolute crap is how you act like a macho man. One girl behind the counter was near tears, and the other woman was trying to hold her own ground against a bunch of around 13-year-olds. It was stuff like, You witch, I didn't ask for mayo. Are you blind? For crap's sake, that's not toasted enough. When I get a job, I'm going to be making more than you. Just a taste of some of what I heard. So I went out to the lobby of the skating rink and found a woman nearby and asked her if she was with the boys in Subway, which she was. And then I told her to follow me. The look on the boys' faces when she let out her angered screech after listening to them was friggin' priceless. She made the boys pay for their own food. One boy didn't even get to finish making his sandwich, with the woman saying, Wrap it up how it is and he'll pay for it. And from what I gathered as she practically dragged them out of there was the boys who weren't hers, she was going to speak to their parents, followed by strong protests as she told them to pack their crap, as she was taking them home early. I left the girls at Subway a nice tip and they gave me a cookie. Never mess with an angry mom. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at that moment. That's got to be the worst kind of jerk there is. The group of 13-year-olds who think they've just got the world figured out and that they're better than you even though they have not accomplished anything. Their kryptonite is their mother, and I love watching that moment. When I played hockey, I got kicked out of a game early, so I had to watch it from the stands. A guy from the other team was chasing one of my teammates around the ice, slashing him, trying to get him to fight. Finally, my buddy dropped his gloves and proceeded to give this dude a man-sized butt whooping. That teammate went on to become an enforcer in the NHL. We're getting a lot of hockey stories today, but I guess that is the one sport where you're technically allowed to fight the other team. After drinking and partying in the haunch outside our base in Japan, my friend and I went to the on-base taxi stand to go back to the barracks. We hail and start climbing into the first open cab we see. This drunken white guy was running for it, but we beat him to it, and we didn't even see him. Anyway, he's furious and starts yelling at us. Two girls, one Latina, the other black. You stupid friggin' N-word! And then a group of about six black sailors come around the corner to the stand. 
I don't know how it happened. Maybe Paul Mooney summoned them. Anyway, White Guy changed his mind and ends up walking slash running to the ships. A fight didn't end up breaking out, but he came really close to getting his butt whooped. I work at a restaurant and four punks decided to dine and ditch. They ran out and got away, but luckily I overheard one of their names while they were eating. Long story short, I tracked him down on Twitter and the direct messages went like this. Me. Haha, <laughs> nice try. We know who you are. You owe us 40 bucks. Bring the money or we're reporting you to the police and your school. You have until Sunday night. One minute later. I'm terribly sorry for this horrible incident. I'm bringing the money right now. I'm terribly sorry. It wasn't even my idea. I had no choice but to run also or else I'm in trouble. We left the bag of money. 15 minutes later after I sent the message, a guy literally opened the front door and threw a Ziploc bag full of 40 bucks of cash and change into the restaurant and ran away. Tools. I bet they thought it was real friggin' funny at the time, too. I work in a law office and regularly have to file documents with the court. I've learned from watching one interaction not to mess with the clerks at the filing window. A lot of people probably don't know or wouldn't believe how detailed the rules are for submitting documents to the court. There are rules regarding the type of paper you can use, the exact spacing of the heading on the paper, the exact measurements of the two hole punches at the top of the sheet, all kinds of things. There are literally dozens of rules on how to format your filings. In my experience, these rules are rarely enforced. The clerks will reject documents if there are major errors, missing signatures or filled out incorrectly, things like that, but will usually let things slide like your two hole punches not being precisely two and three quarter inches apart. But there was one day where I saw a clerk take sweet revenge against someone who had it coming. I was standing in line waiting to file something, and a notoriously huge jerk of an attorney got called up to the window. The clerk asked him something like, I'm really sorry, Mr. Jerk, but you're missing some attachments to this form. He reacts as if she had just stood from her chair, flipped him the bird, and went and pooped on his mom's grave. He starts yelling about how she didn't know what the heck she was doing, and that a trained monkey could do her job, that he would complain to her supervisor, and on and on and on. He goes stomping away, and she looks much calmer than you would expect for someone who just got reamed out by this enormous jerk. I get called up to her window and say something like, I'm so sorry you had to deal with that. She replies, it's fine, he's on my list now. I'm curious, so I ask what she means. Her response was fantastic. She says, Mr. Jerk handles a lot of family law cases. He'll be wanting to file things here, and his paperwork is bound to land on my desk. For people like him, I get out the formatting sections of the rules of court, and I make sure he's followed every one of them. She points to my filing and says, Your two hole punches look off. You see how one is higher than the other? There's supposed to be a certain distance from the top of the page. I'm not going to reject yours, but next time he drops something off at the filing box, you better believe I'm going to bust out my ruler. I let her know that I think that's awesome. But once he's seen the reason his document was rejected, he'll just have an assistant fix it or whatever. She replies, We don't have to tell him why it was rejected specifically, just that it violated some rule of formatting. He can figure that out for himself, if he ever wants to have another document filed. She looked so, so happy. This woman has got to be one of the most petty, evil, conniving people I've ever heard of. I want to travel the world with her.
When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.